Welcome to the podcast today. It's Friday, July 16th. Um, different voice, different voices, same Friday intro song. Bethany, I think, is in Tennessee. Alex may be along shortly. He is a uh, longtime listener, second, third, maybe fourth time visitor to the podcast. The one and only former mayor of downtown Toledo when just Home Slice was there with the Mud Hens, Vinny. Yo, yo, what's up? That's how you come in? I give you that big buildup and yo, yo, what's up? I'm not the mayor, you know, for nothing. You Former. Know? That's what I've been going for many years on that, so. Hey, stay uh, stay, stay close to your earbuds. It's 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 echoey. Okay, hold on one second here then. Okay. Um, I just want to uh, pass along some, some good news. I was going to keep it off the pod. Um, but it's it's really starting to, to culminate now after this week as um, I think cases of COVID are up in all 50 states. And I, I say good news, but you would think that that's bad news. Are you still there with me? Yeah. How, how is that bad or good news? <laughs> it's all unvaccinated people. And I'm going to guess, I mean, I feel, I feel bad for the people who are unable to get vaccinated, but for the, those that are anti-vax and opposed to it for completely like QAnonish reasons or whatever. Like you're right not to get vaccinated. So there you go. Enjoy. <laughs> That's a very, uh, I, I, yeah, I guess interesting way to look at it. So I guess, uh, this is to be the start of civil war too here. Uh, vaccinated versus unvaccinated. You have to stay closer to your AirPods earbuds. I'm going to switch it out here. Hold on. Again, I don't wish for death on anybody, but I will not be sad or upset when horrific people die. And that's just a very general statement. When a horrific person dies, I realize that they uh, they might have family or loved ones, um, and maybe their loved ones don't love them because um, good people shouldn't love horrific human beings. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, last year, those people were telling us if you're afraid to go out with the virus, then just stay home. It's it's a pretty <laughs> grim way to look at it, to be honest with you. I mean, you, you don't want anyone to die. But, yeah, I mean, I really don't care about some pretty crappy people, you know, if they happen to exit my life. I mean, I don't want don't, don't wish death upon anyone. But, you know, I, I'm on the good side on this one. So I'm not too worried about anything for myself. Right. I made sure my whole family... Most of my, you know, friends are good, so I, I, I think I'm gonna fall on the right side of this. I felt like a supersized asshole, um, and the, I had a doctor appointment on Tuesday, and I, I should have just kept my mask, my mask in my pocket, but I went up to the doctor's office without it, and people looked at me, and then I, because apparently there was a sign on the door. I'm just so used to being back to the way things were because I'm vaccinated, but then I realized that still in medical offices, they ask that you wear a mask. So I ran down to the car and put it on. But for a minute, I was that person. I'm sure all those people think that I'm a diehard Trump voter now. I, I always thought you were, man. I really did. <laughs> um, I assume every white person is. Uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> and you know what? That's, that's totally fair. We'll, we'll come, <laughs> we'll come back to health stuff. I do want to hit a couple of quick local things cause it's amazing. I think that there are like, 
it, this is good because I'm meeting a goal or, or a hope of mine with this podcast. I think people actually come to this uh, occasionally, find out what's going on locally. I know you keep up with some local things this way, but there are a lot of people who don't use the local news sites, don't use the Blade, and that's where I get a lot of the content. But a couple of things. One, Halloween Weekends is back in full force at Cedar Point, um, beginning when it normally does, sometime in September through Halloween. Um there's two local businesses I want to highlight. I was supposed to have her on the podcast yesterday. She's a TSA alum. I believe her name is Sabria Davis, and I collect TSA alums. She created this picnic to go type idea um, where she brings, you pick the theme and what you'd like, and she brings it to you, and it's a couple hours long. She does the cleanup. So destination picnic, something a little bit similar to that. And again, more good ideas that have come up during the pandemic. Um, a couple of St. Ursula alums, a Julie and a Sarah, have created Flowerology 419. I guess the aesthetic they're going for is uh, Joanna Gaines, but they have gallons and, and milk jugs, I believe, filled with flowers. There's two sizes, and they drive around in very, very old um trucks and vehicles from the 50s and 60s and they come to local businesses and sell these flowers flowerology 419 so a couple of good ideas there um that have come from all this negativity that we just alluded to a couple of minutes ago both sound great ideas um the picnic one is that like more for like all right, me and some shorty are trying to have a picnic together and uh, I don't feel like cooking or like I'm trying to feed the whole family kind of thing. It's for anybody. I think I think if I read it, if I, if I remember right, it's from two to six people. I'm sure Sabria wouldn't question why you're having a picnic by yourself. Um, I, I saw this idea actually uh, in a bunch of places before things opened back up because doing picnics was really one of the only ways that people could be social. So picnics became a thing um, as the weather got a little bit better or in the fall and these, these luxury picnic ideas happened and she, uh, she made her own. So destination picnic right here in Toledo. That's awesome. And the flowers thing is pretty uh, cool idea. I'm going to admit here as a guy lives by myself, I buy flowers for myself all the freaking time. Why? <laughs> Cause they look nice. <laughs> Okay. Helps um, the ambiance of the place. I, I, you know, I could probably use more living things or... F I kill plants all the time, so maybe fake ones. Uh, but I could use more living things in my place than, uh, than just the dog. So I, I go with candles. I, I, I do candles too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I told you that I have a list of things that we can talk about. And, there, and I, all I did was scroll up... Um, in our in, in our conversations over the, la the last handful of weeks, I'm like, we'll talk about this in the podcast. Let's do um, it. <laughs> first, you didn't answer one of my questions today. When did you know that we would become friends? Uh, I didn't catch you asking me that. I did. Yes, I did. I did. Huh. Um, I'll probably say it's pretty fairly early on. Um, not even because, I mean, you're obviously you are a cool guy here, but uh, no, I'm obviously not. we. I'm not. We have things in you're common, cool. but I'm not cool. <laughs> you're cool, dude. Trust me. Uh, first thing is we have a ton of mutual friends, you know, between Proc, Nate, you know, Megan. So that connection alone is like, all right, well, they vouch for you. You're cool. But obviously, since, you know, we've gotten to, to know each other throughout the years here, we have a lot of common interests, you know. Two guys in their late 30s and 40s who still buy toys and read comic books, play video games. That was super funny that you thought that that three foot tall Galactus was forty dollars. <laughs> I misread that. I definitely misread that. I think forty bucks is. I can I can stomach forty bucks, 
four hundred dollars. This is they, this is their Haslab thing that Hasbro does, where it's got to be backed, and they did one for. Uh, Transformers Unicron like two years ago and, and I think it was 500 and as much as I buy expensive shit I'm like nope I got a good Unicron I'm out and I saw the tease today and I, I thought at least 500 for this thing yeah that's, uh, that's a little steep for my uh, <laughs> that's uh, a couple pairs of Jordans a lot of video games um, we'll talk, this is going to be like a, a kind of a nerdy centric episode at least towards the second half of it we'll save that for there, there's other things to get to first. Um, my one memory that I have of you and I is oh, great. <laughs> no, this is not like is this a memory for you, but not for me. Is this is this gonna be one of those ones? Um, it could be, I don't know, but like <laughs> bizarre things usually stand out to me, and it was probably New Year's Day of 2014. Um, I had gone over, you might've been at home slice uh, cause that's where I went for a little while and we had a snowstorm. And I think by the time the night wrapped up, there was probably like four or five inches, maybe more on the ground. And, uh, you, we talked in the morning and you're like, Hey, want to go get breakfast or whatever it was at that time? You came and picked me up in your small car and I was like, okay, if you want to drive through this, that's great because it was terrible outside and we went to the freeway diner. That was New Year's Day. Yeah, it was New Year's Day. Yeah. Because I remember New Year's Eve, we we celebrated New Year's Eve at Home Slice the night before. That was that party I hosted every year. Because they did like, it was like $40 all you could drink? Yes. (laughs) Or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that because even if I just have two drinks, like that's what you're going to pay on New Year's Eve anyway. That's all you drank? I had way more than two. Well, yeah, I don't know how much I had, but I, I wasn't there long because I didn't want to make the walk across the parking lot in the snow. But yeah, I, I remember that. And then going to the Freeway Diner, which I think is now closed and I never got to again. It's closed? I'm pretty sure it's closed. Oh, man. Is that a, um, I got to assume that's a COVID uh, casualty. That was my go-to breakfast spot. Um, but back in the day, you know, when... Uh, like first turn twenty one. That that was where me and the guys would go after like going clubbing at like a club eclipse or a club rain. If you remember those things, if you were around during those that era. Are you talking to me or the listener? Everybody. Because I I DJed at rain and I would go to eclipse with a dub and Manny and some other dude that played with them. So yeah, I know I know and remember all those. But I remember club sin Saturdays at uh, at the docks. Uh, def- yeah, definitely remember that place. What was the name of that restaurant? It was in, it was a Cajun cuisine. It was really good. I do not recall. Okay. I don't think I ever ate there. It- uh, where did you, where are the places that you live downtown? Did you live at the LaSalle? Most of my time living downtown Toledo was at the LaSalle. I did have a brief stint at the Commodore Perry just to get something different. Uh, okay. Here's the timeline. I started off at LaSalle for three years, moved out to, you're going to judge me, to the east side, moved in with my sister to help her out. Then we, me and her moved to the Commodore Perry. Then I ended up back at LaSalle. <laughs> Where on the east side did you live? Over off uh, Navarre, Seaman area. It was Oregon, but 05 zip code. It's east side. Okay. 
I had never been in the LaSalle till last fall, and I was when I was in there, I was stunned how big that place is. It doesn't look like it's half that size from the outside. My place, me and Proc's old place was like a thousand square feet. Like we could play cornhole in our living room. Yeah, I never would have guessed those places were that big. You were in my place, right? I've been in your place, yeah. Um, and I so I, I think I could have bought it for like 180, 185, maybe a little bit more, but I didn't want to do that just in case. And I would have shit myself with that mortgage and how much I put down um, as COVID would have hit and with all the unknowns. Um, and I think it wound up selling for like 220. Holy crap. Wow. <laughs> that was a nice spot too. <laughs> I, I love that spot. I love that spot. And I, I, it's funny now that I'm not downtown, I don't go down. I rarely go down. Um, who's calling me? Who's that number? It's um, not me. No, I know. It's F4- it's car warranty. Yeah, uh, that's two four eight. That's two four eight four one nine numbers. I, actually, hold on a second. Hold on. Hello. Yeah. Hey, you there? Welcome back. Sorry, like th- this is the least amount of people that have been in, in this building um, since COVID during a weekday because our boss, who is always here, um, finally went on vacation. So, people uh, that are coming to pick up tickets are going to call me. So, sorry about that. Tickets to what? Hook me up, bro. Every, you want to go see Chase Rice? No, I'm good on that. Tonight is cool in the gang, and apparently it's rain or shine, and um, it's going to rain. So, let's, let's talk about that. I think, I forget if we talked about this somewhere, but um, what are your thoughts on... The caliber. Have you ever been to one of these uh, Promenica Promenade Park shows? No, and I saw there was a couple that I th- thought about, like maybe checking out if I had any reason to be up in town. Um, I actually had some friends that are from Toledo that live here in Columbus that uh, I want to say they went up to or trying to go to Collective Soul. That was last week, and that was last week. Okay, it was packed. Um, I think Third Eye Blind is coming. I'd go see them. Yes. There's a 90s show with Vanilla Ice, I think Young MC, and, and somebody else. But for the most part, to me, the shows are underwhelming. And there's, as we, I think we've talked about before, there are no, like, pop culture shows here. It's all old, retired rock and lots of country. I'm down with the old, retired rock. I'll pass in the country. I'd go see Young MC. I never got to see him. You know I know Young MC? How do you know Young MC? <laughs> <laughs> Marvin, I, I think I, I still have his number saved in my phone. Uh, a few years ago, he um, played a show here in back in Toledo, in Perrysburg, with uh, Coolio, Naughty by Nature, and Tone Loke. Wait, here or there in Columbus? No, in Toledo. Okay, wasn't that the show that didn't happen? No, that was Bone Thugs and Harmony. I, I missed that one. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it didn't happen, but... <laughs> yeah, and I think some bad things happened. Oh, okay, so I, I think I vaguely remember that one. Okay. Yeah, so a friend of mine from back in the day, like when we were hanging out at like, the clubs, you know, she needed some volunteers, so my buddy asked me if I wanted to volunteer with him, you know, as our friend helping him out. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. That'd be kind of cool. I got nothing better to do. Catch a free show. I show up, I'm like, all right, hey, we need someone to drive to the airport and pick up Young MC. Uh, Vinny, can you do it? And I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> like, here, take the company van or whatever van they had rented out. And I just had to pick him up by myself. So I 
picked up Marvin um, at the airport and just an hour, just the two of us in a car, just chatting about life, career, and it was awesome. Like I've been a fan of his since I was a kid and just to meet him and just talk to him like a normal person. It was amazing. He's one of the nicest guys ever met. Never, yeah, he was totally down to earth. Never acted like he was like more famous than me. You know, you know, he treated me like an equal, and it was amazing. So he even sat in the front. Like I had a whole van. Like he even sat up front with me. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, those are those stories can be few and far between. Um, I, who was it? So young. I always confuse. Well, I don't confuse, but I compare them the same. Young MC and then uh, Tone Loke. And I think it was Tone Loke who did a show uh, of ours when I was working radio in Saginaw. It was a 90s show or a throwback show. And I think he had, and this was in 2004 or five. he had some kind of issue, health issue, and he couldn't perform. Um, and those guys now, they've got to be in their mid-50s, if not older. I think they've got to be pushing early 60s. Possibly. I think CNC Music Factory is the other one here. Um who else? I, Are they going to do a whole concert or just the one song on repeat? <laughs> well, that's why they that's why they put these all these acts together and do these shows. Um, so the these shows like they never overwhelm me. I would do Third Eye Blind last year. I wanted to go see Matchbox Twenty at the zoo, but obviously that that got canceled. But for me, the, for the most part, they're underwhelming. And there was a, a Reddit post, so you probably saw it. It says, Toledo Shore showed up for Collective Soul on Friday night in Promenade Park, taken from the parking garage and people with their photography porn they post. But Ponch47 eloquently shared my thoughts on the on the concert series. Most of the bands don't interest me either, but it's a good time just being downtown in a festival-like atmosphere. It's going to be even better later this summer and the years to follow as Fort Industry gains more tenants. I think if ProMedica announced that Eric Chase was doing his podcast in concert form live on a Friday night, there'd still be a couple thousand people there because people just like going to that venue and enjoying a night out and and, and they might not even like what's up on stage. There we go. Let's do a live podcast. I'll even make the drive down there. We'll perform in front of the park. There will be drinks. It'll be awesome. Well, ProMedica uh, Pro would have to announce it as a podcast live concert or else it wouldn't make sense because I don't know how many of the people that go to these shows actually really, really like the music that's performed. Like maybe they've heard of it or of them, but they're like, that'll be a good time and we'll go. I saw Collective Soul uh, the year, the summer before COVID, and they were all a great live show. I, I it turns out I knew more songs than I thought. Uh, I thought I only knew the one song. The World I Know? Uh, no, it was um, Shine. That was, I, yep. I thought that was the only one I knew. Yeah, I think Shine was their big, big, their biggest ever hit. But The World I Know was a bit of a pop song, and I... I remember because I was starting to get really nerdy with music. They had another song in like, it must have been 99 or maybe 2000 called Heavy. And yep. <laughs> it was only like a modest alternative hit. It never made it to pop radio. No, they, they surprisingly, like they sounded heavier when I saw them live. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So the list of, uh, the list of things to talk about. Now we'll go, again, the nerdier stuff I'll say for the end. All right. Um, so... You canceled Netflix. Tell everybody how that went. <laughs> that lasted one week. So I was updating my card on there because it expired. I'm like, all right, got to put a new card on there. Then uh, I put the new card on there. Then I was like, 
wait a minute. I barely ever watch this thing. I'm looking at it. I'm like, there's no shows on there I watch. I watch the occasional movie. It's usually like background noise of like something for me to fall asleep to of a movie I've seen before. So I was like, why, why am I paying 18 bucks for this? 18. I texted my, yeah. I have the 4K high definition uh, okay. plan up to five devices. So I texted my whole family that's on it too. I'm like, all right, I'm going to cancel Netflix unless you guys tell me otherwise. No complaints. All right, it's gone. Literally, everyone's like texting me. Not my family, friends, like, oh my god, you gotta watch this new movie, like, uh, the Fear Street movies from R.L. Stein. Yeah. Remember those books? Yeah, I remember reading those when I was a kid. I'm like, oh, okay, and I saw so they were getting good reviews. These, they, they look like, like a modern-day scary movie type thing, like teen horror stuff. There's three of them, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So I saw those getting good write-ups in all the publications I follow, and let my friends are recommending it to me, like, all right. And then, like, some, I saw The Rock and Ryan Reynolds have a new movie coming out on there. And some other movie with uh, Karen Gillan from uh, Guardians yes. of the Galaxy dropped today. And I was like, all right, there's some content on there. So, oh. but that's not why I reactivated, though, after a week. Hold on one second. got to do a quick traffic report. I'm going to mute, mute you for just, or, yeah, I'm going to mute you for just a second. If I can, can I do that? I can't, but just don't say anything. You'll be fine. Just one accident to pass along at the moment. 75 northbound at 280. Stop and go traffic going back to Phillips Avenue due to that accident. But all their areas are clear. That's your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. So why did you reactivate Netflix if it wasn't for the R.L. Stein stuff? So I was on the fence anyway with all the new movies coming out. And I keep seeing teasers with Stranger Things 4. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll do it. So a week later, after I deactivated the account, I got I get an email from Netflix. Thank you for reactivating your account. I'm like, well, I didn't do that. <laughs> Someone in my family logged in, forgetting that I, oh, not knowing that I deactivated it, and it reactivated my account. Look at that. Oh. Well, get everybody if if you're if you've shared it with them. Have them chip in a couple of bucks or let them pay for something or share a password with you. Yeah, that's uh, definitely, uh, definitely should push people to do that, yeah. Here's the way I, I look at it, because I've been in these things, especially when Disney Plus hit a couple of years ago, I'm like, and that was just the euphoria of all the content there. I'm like, if I was going to ever cancel Netflix, it was now or when Disney Plus debuted. But there's been times, especially when I get that $15 Netflix bill or PayPal's paid it on the first of every month. There's probably been times where I've gone from, oh, Alex wants to visit. Hold on. Um, all right, Alex will be hopping in in a second. Uh, I, there's probably been a time where I've gone from the beginning of one month to the end of the next month and not watched anything on Netflix and thought, why the hell am I paying for this? And then I, it's, it's too much of a pain in the ass to turn and jump in and out when you want to watch something. And I look at it this way. If I always go to Netflix for Star Trek shows, which are always, always there. And I hope they don't all get taken off and put on Paramount one day, but they eventually will. But for now, I can always watch that stuff. That's my mindless, I'm going to sit on my phone kind of rewatch. But if they have... 
one show or one movie a month, in addition to what I can always go to, I'm it's justifiable. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Like I said, as soon as I canceled, like I, I had that bar, like remorse. I'm like, hmm, I guess I do kind of want to see that. So once my account got reactivated by one of my family members, I'm like, all right, that made my decision for me. Group chat, all right, Netflix is back on because one of you guys activated it for me again. I'm not mad. I'm fine with it. So I can't think of the last new show or new release on there that I watched. There's got to be something that I watched recently, but... You know, there's a void now, and I, I mentioned it to you, but the next thing I'll watch is Kevin Smith's He-Man Revelation, which comes out next week. I've been waiting 40 years for somebody to do He-Man well, and I guess there's been a couple since then. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And if there's not something till the end of August, which I guess that's when Stranger Things will happen, so be it. But if there's one series plus, like, one movie a month and the go-tos, it's it pay, the 15 bucks is worth it. 18 for me. I gotta get the 4K. I bounced it out though. I ended up canceling my cable, which I don't know why I had in the first place. Right. <laughs> Alex. 4K sounds bougie. Ooh. I should get that. That's uh, what happens when you get fuck you money, so. <laughs> Good for you. So Alex, Hi. Did Hi. You, did you hear that? That Vinny canceled Netflix and, you know, he couldn't stay away? No. I lasted a week. <laughs> You know, I was, I forgot what I was doing, but I was um, watching television. I realized I hadn't watched Netflix in like a week and I was really proud of myself. And then a new show came out and there I was again addicted. Uh, that's where uh, sex life was. Yes, I believe so. Yep, there you go. Did Vinny, you watch it, Vinny? I have no idea what that is. Enlighten oh, me. It's you, soft porn. Yes, if you ever. I prefer hard. <laughs> it's close. It's close. And. <laughs> Vinny, did you ever watch Person of Interest? No, I did not. All right. There, do you know the actress Sarah Shahi? No. You might know her if you saw her. She's in that, and it's soft porn, and she's amazingly hot. And the dude is super hot as well. It, if you don't want to like get on your phone and watch any porn, but you want to watch a little bit of content, watch this. So you know what I find awkward, especially when you were telling me, like, the actress... If there are people out there that really like her, I wonder if it makes them uncomfortable to see her so, like, I don't know, not sexualized. Porn. But, I mean, it really is, like, HBO porn. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, she she made the choice. Like, I don't... She, no, she no, did. Now, look, if she turns, like, 58 and says, I was pressured by directors... I, first of all, I'm not buying that because this was not a sex scene. This was not a scene of nudity. Yeah. This was a yeah. series of it. So, and I, I hope people who want to do that and are okay with it don't get pressured from others who have really turned that tide and made headway with it over the last 15 years. I mean, can't she use a body double too? Isn't that a thing? Not for the scene she did. Uh, yeah, that's true. I think I got good CGI for that. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at this up on IMDb, and the description of this show, it sounds like something you would see on HBO in the 90s that starts at 1 a.m. Yes! <laughs> Vinny, that, that was my exact explanation. So Alex talked about it, and I'm like, I love her. I'll give it a watch. And it, like you, wasn't my kind of show, but my definition was like, 
This was like what when you when you got your seven day trial of Cinemax yes. on cable in the nineties, <laughs> uh-huh. you'd stay up and watch it, and then when it went away, you'd try to like bang your TV to see if you could see through the static, hoping to see like a nipple. But now you can just flip this on Netflix, and it's there. It was raunchy. IMDb calls this a comedy drama romance. Is this thing actually funny? Uh, no, I don't know. I didn't know. I mean, the parts that I thought were funny were not probably appropriately funny. I don't think so. I know that there's like a TikToks going around saying, watch, turn to Netflix episode three of Sex Life and like whatever time. I think there's a certain like minute in the show that you should watch it. And one of the guys has the biggest like mile long um what schlong whatever we want to call it and it's just front and center it's like front and center like swinging back and forth and literally your jaw drops wait hold, hold on there is a there's a there's, male frontal nudity in there's it? a full-on full-on like not even just for a split second penis absolutely not not that like that and it goes against all the stereotypes about white men and black men. All of them. <laughs> I'm going to watch it only because... <laughs> just the dick. Just the dick. Just, just because like, it's so unusual to see. The, la- the <laughs> yeah. last time I can say that I remember a full male frontal was Westworld Season 2. Um, yeah, one of the guys had the strip down and there it was. Not... not that not black sized, but he was there and he did some interviews about it. Afterwards. I mean, it it was almost like, ooh, girl, like you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> Something Do- might the- be torn. <laughs> oh my God. Um, anyway, good luck. So. Something else to talk about. Vinny and I, we have very esoteric conversations, I think, for the average person. But that's why I wanted to have him on. Um, Vinny, I'll say, can we say, and I'll edit this out if you want. You work in the healthcare system. Yes. Okay. And Alex, we just uh, commented briefly as we started that all 90% of the people getting hospitalized with COVID are mm-hmm. the people who aren't vaccinated and I, I do feel bad for the people who are immunocompromised and can't get it, but the ones who are, like, giving the middle finger to the vaccination, sorry, like, you brought this on yourself. So I thought it was 99%. It, I, I, well, I think you're 90%, if you're vaccinated, you're 99% to, like, not get hospitalized, but I think it's 90% of people in hospitals aren't vaccinated. So, Vinny, um, universally speaking... Um, what three things would you do to improve healthcare in the country? Uh, for one, I mean, since I work on the money side of it, it definitely needs to be cheaper. Mm-hmm. It, no matter who's paying, whether it's Medicare, or private health insurance, going to the hospital is freaking expensive. How do we bring those costs down? Well, there's a start of... One of the good things that came out of the last presidential administration, one of the few, probably the only time I'll ever give them a, any compliments here, is that uh, there's price transparency now yeah. between all the hospitals. They have to publish what it costs to get such and such done. I mean, you, you get shot, you, you're going to go to the closest hospital, but you know, having elective surgery should not be the price of like buying a sports car. <laughs> So just so you can walk again or bend your elbow again, you know. So uh, having stuff like that is going to help out a lot, 
I think. I'll be right back. Keep talking. I mean, it, that's, I don't know. It's hard to answer the question because I feel like there's so many different ways that, there's so many different avenues that you can go. I agree. I, that was what I was going to say is it, ju- it just shouldn't be so expensive. I think as like a um, older young adult now, like young adult, older young adult, I literally- A geriatric go, millennial? Yes. Like mid, well, maybe <laughs> mid-range, <laughs> middle-aged. <laughs> But like I, there's I will intentionally not go to the doctor until I absolutely have to because I know I'm gonna pay out my ass for exploratory like you know treatments whether I need like an ultrasound and then the ultrasound didn't show anything so now I need an MRI or what you know whatever and I have to pay every step of the way it's just obnoxious. Yeah, that stuff can get pretty pricey. Like I, said, I work on the financial side and what we do is we try to avoid the whales like for every 100 people that have our insurance mm-hmm. five of them cover 90 percent of the funds mm-hmm. so like someone like you you probably aren't even putting a dent in the healthcare no. costs it's just the one or two people that are just really 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 sick yeah <laughs> Going to I, hospital a lot. <laughs> it's ironic i was just in my i missed my appointment that was at three and i was just in my portal to talk to us awesome uh, <laughs> i was in my portal trying to like figure out um when my next appointment uh, anyway and i saw that i had a bill and i said oh this bill is really high this is saying i owe a lot of money I think I explained this on the podcast a couple months ago. There was two different billing portals for me and I had no idea. And so the hospital was billing me and then the outpatient treatment was billing me and I was only paying an outpatient. So I was paying for my co-pays and then whatever kind of piled up for my outpatient care. But if I had to get anything done at the main hospital, that's a different billing portal that I had no idea about. So I had money, I had bills go to collections because I didn't know that I owed the money and <laughs> I was so annoyed. And so now it looks like they've merged the two, which is helpful because now I owe a large amount of money, but that's for all the tests and all of that good stuff. Surprise billing. That's another thing that's gone away recently, I believe. Just in Ohio though, not nationwide. So really? I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm back. I believe DeWine, um, that was a legislation that Ohio Senate was working through to get through. I'm back. Did you guys fix the healthcare calamity that we deal with? No, yeah, just um, everyone's just going to die. Like, we're just, yeah, yeah let's is, just leave planet, this planet. It's cheaper to die than it is, like, if you don't have health insurance. Like, Vinny, what happens if something bad happens? Like, let's say you break your leg um, and you don't have health insurance. What the fuck do you do? <laughs> <laughs> you, you got some calls to make here. Um, let's see here. Pay for surgery or how about that wheelchair? <laughs> Okay. Good luck. I root for the time that, you know, technology gets to a point where I can just get it replaced with a bionic limb. Yeah. Get like rocket legs. Um, That'd be definitely better than my legs. And I don't know, sorry that I, I don't think you guys talked about this while I stepped out for a second, but I mean, obviously costs have to come down, but that's like saying... You know, if I go to Mansi's, they're not going to lower the price of filet mignon because they have to pay a certain amount for it. And I get that there's a lot of R&D um, that goes into some of these miraculous things that we can do 
to save and improve the human body. I mean, this vaccine is something Alex and I have talked about. This the vaccine. Now, look, we all might have a third eye in 60 years, but it saved much of the planet's population in the short term. But that's that will be a, an achievement in human history. And somebody's got to foot the bill for that. And even if you take that out, all these other incredible medications, cancer and life-saving treatments cost money. And in some way, we have to pay for it. And I just don't know how you bring the cost down of that because well, the Alzheimer's drug. I think, what, even with insurance or whatever, it's 56 grand a year? <laughs> I think it's 56 grand a month. I think it's year. But even if it's a year, like nobody, you can't. Nobody can pay that. Alzheimer's drug? No, just, just, yeah, just no. Let me forget everything. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Forget (laughs) it. I mean, it's just I I was on a medication in the. Do you remember? I had to get like a. um, Oh Jesus! What are those things called? They they sent me like a debit card to pay for it that like had ten thousand dollars on it, or twelve thousand dollars on it because my medication was a grand a month. Um, but they gave me like a discount that paid for it in full. Yeah, that's uh, when I tried this other medication. I was talking to Amanda and some other people. Um, they have those discount cards at doctors' offices for a reason. Like you yeah. can actually you can actually use them. But Vinny, I just don't see how. Like I, I agree, the cost of these things is astronomical. And unless we're talking about unethical charges. Or questionable charges, which I know happens in hospitals or whatever. With that Tylenol is ninety dollars, but the cost of life-saving operations and drugs is what it is, and I don't know how that comes down unless it's like a patents thing when you open it up. But then some companies wouldn't do the drug research and create that if the patent went away in you know three years instead of fifteen. Yeah, it's a tough. Uh question i mean my experience too is uh, i think we kind of put hospitals on a pedestal Mm -hmm. and kind of just give them a benefit of the doubt then you know we can't put a price on our lives but they do and we kind of let them do it we've been letting them get away with it for many years you know once i i've said this for for a long time now uh once we started to commoditize and put a and put a price on people's well-being um, and injected into capitalism, we had a big problem. And we're probably one of the last major countries on the planet to do that, where you can make money off of people being unhealthy or getting ill or staying healthy. Yes, I'm right. Yes, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> but no, Vinny, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> to, to your point, um, I, don't, I remember I texted you, it must have been five, six, seven years ago, when there was basically a menu at the Toledo Clinic of um, of their their costs for certain things. Now, it wasn't everything, and I, I know you brought up the Trump thing about the transparency of costs, but I, it, and even in that, while it's helpful, it's not as helpful as it could be because people are going to be confused because, oh... It, it says it costs that. But then again, your health insurance has a different negotiated price than what might be listed. It's like going to McDonald's and getting the $5 value meal, but it costs $8 because you're buying through another way. It's it's still very inscrutable. I'm going to cut you off right there, actually. Um, they made it so if you have health insurance, they have to give you that price for what you have on your health insurance. So when you go to... I don't know how it works in Toledo, but here are my hospitals here in Columbus. Like you go to the local hospital, you say, I need to get a knee replacement. 
They ask you what insurance you have. All right, it's going to cost you this much. And that should be what it is. Yeah. P- period, end of statement. But like with the Toledo Clinic, when they listed their prices, if you had insurance, it was different. It was only, I think, for like walking. So they're, they're, it's not always exact, and it, it still can be very challenging. And at the end of the day, for the most part, you've got to pay a lot of these things. Do they yeah. make it so that you have to, like, when I used to get, when I used to, if I go to pick up birth control with my insurance, I pay $11, with, but, you know, you can easily get it at a pharmacy and pay $9. So I pay more as an insured individual than I would if I was uninsured. Vinny, what should she do? Pay through your insurance. How come? <laughs> oh, your insurance premiums are determined by an algorithm of how much everyone is paying. Everyone in your company is paying for healthcare costs. Mm -hmm. So if they see that you're paying X amount of dollars, then it, it, it's, yeah, it's all math. So I I can't explain it on this podcast. That's a whole different podcast for me to explain how that works. So just use your insurance. Yeah, I do, you know, but still it, 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 it does make me laugh. Yeah. It's, are, are other healthcare systems around the world as wonky as that? You know, my, I have family that lives in Canada, and they told me, they, they've told me how their healthcare system works, and it's, sure, it's picked for them, but it's really not, the care is not even that much better than ours. <laughs> Philip said, uh, you know, Phil lives over in, in London now, and he's been, in, he's been there with health insurance and their system for a while. And granted, he's a healthy guy, but he doesn't seem to have any complaints about it at all. Yeah, Karis doesn't have any complaints about her health insurance, and she had many when she was living here in the U.S. It's a mess. Uh, Vinny, I had to give somebody else my phone, so I forgot some of my listed topics. But one of them was, what is a... We talk about like our nerdy shows all the time. What's a non-nerdy show that you've gotten into lately? <laughs> and I'll be right Ooh. back. Oh my! I can't God. answer this. I can't answer this. Why is it not? Is it like not podcast appropriate? No, there is no answer. So I usually watch a lot of shows, but in the last year and a half, given everything going on in the world in general, mm-hmm. not even just COVID, just the sheer divisiveness of everything, I've decided that I don't want to live on this planet Earth anymore. <laughs> so, like, as soon as that ticket to Mars is available, I'm going to be the first one on there. But when it comes to my entertainment, I need stuff that does not take place on this Earth. I need shit that takes place in space. I need superheroes. I need dragons. Something to get me off this planet for an hour. So, I, I have not been watching, like, anything that takes place and, like, that's based in reality, you know? That's interesting. That's an interesting perspective of like, I watch a lot of fantasy because I hate it here. Yeah, do, that, I, that's, that's what I do. Sorry, I'm back. I, I never thing. thought of that as a perspective that I really watch a lot of fantasy, but I never like correlated it back to because I hate it here. That's <laughs> why I don't watch documentaries. Oh. I, I, I'd rather like if there was some serial killer thing, like I want to see the dramatized version rather than people talking about it. Yeah, I, I totally get that too. I don't watch a lot of documentaries either. Uh, just I, sometimes, like it's just too depressing, you know. It just mm-hmm. reminds me too much of how like 
crappy the world is. I mean, I, I, not to say I'm like totally pessimistic, but you know, I I need something to get away from the news cycles and I'm constantly being feeded. So yeah, I need dragons and shit. <laughs> All right, so I, I have my phone back now and I remember the other thing that I thought would be important to talk about. Um, we, all of us in different ways, Alex and I here on the podcast and, and off, have talked about um, employment issues, employer mm. issues, employee issues. I just spoke to a couple, Alex and I spoke to somebody the other day who owns a local business. And they've got to raise some prices. I spoke to uh, another local business yesterday, and she said the cost for her, her meat is going up, and she was going to lose employees, and her employees who liked her didn't want to leave, but they could get offered more money. And she said, um, you know, it's better for her to pay it. It's less expensive for her to pay it than to, to lose people um, mm-hmm. and have to work even more. And these are some challenging decisions. Um, this also goes with... It's wild times because costs are going up, but also employees want more money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting fusion at the time. Vinny has, and I wrote this down, and I wanted to be even more eloquent about it, but with all that's going on right now, has this been the most disorganized but artificially unified worker strike or protest in our lives? I don't know if it, it I, I want to consider it a worker protest. A, you hear it all the time from f- Facebook boomers, like, oh, no one wants to work anymore. I'm like, no one really wants to work. I, I don't want to work. None of you guys want to work. Shut up. Don't, <laughs> don't lie to me, okay? None of us really want to work. But no one wants to work crappy jobs ever. And did we forget, like, half a million people died? 600,000. 600,000 people died, and I think it's more anyway. But I think a lot of people also got promotions. Like, I've been laid off twice in my life, and, you know, going through those exit interviews, like meeting with, like, recruiters, and it's like, all right, well, you got a severance package, you're going to collect unemployment. You could use this time, you know, to develop your skills and maybe find something you truly love or find different jobs. That probably happened for a lot of people. (laughs) Yep. If you're on Reddit, there's a page called uh, Kitchen Confidential, and if you go scroll through there, it's just testimonials and posters saying why they left the restaurant industry. It's like, you know what? Unsafe. This job sucks, and I use my skills to become a working computer tech. And, you know, I ended up getting an office job. You know, just to get out of it. A lot of people moved on. There was a story today on 13 that I was going to send you, but it's all the same things that we've all talked about. One of the other things was. Um they don't like dealing with people because people are jerks. And finally, people are coming around to what I've thought. The customer is not always right, and sometimes you need to tell them that. But um, these jobs are usually always entry level in some way and for, for younger people. And you just can't pay them that much because they're not high skilled. Like the woman that I was talking to yesterday, like just throwing numbers out, like I don't know if paying somebody $18 an hour to slice meat is necessary <laughs> yeah it's it's not sustainable if you're just paying them that to compete with the market that eventually is going to calm down anyway it's just not like there's no long-term sustainability in it i i guess you know without your entire business being affected I, there are these jobs and if you didn't know what the boundaries were the baselines and you have to because that's how we set things up but if you had some idea of things, would you go? Would you pay? Would you pay someone eighteen dollars to do that? You'd be like, no. Like the, the if aliens showed up, or if you started from scratch, would you pay someone seventeen dollars an hour to work uh, 
a counter at McDonald's? No. Mm-hmm. Um, well. And I get it that the, the employers have tried to make this competitive so they can pay as little as possible. But a lot of this, and Vinny knows this, we've talked about this even before this, this catastrophe hit. It's, and I always said this with, when, when, when Trump or any Republican would say this, bring jobs home or bring jobs back to America. They, they didn't go overseas. They got taken by computers. That's why mm-hmm. I got displaced twice. It's technology. And you know what? McDonald's would probably rather, instead of continuing to pay people more money, if they could pay robots to hand your food out the drive through window, they would. Because if you've been to any McDonald's lately, there's already kiosks there. There's, there isn't a need for someone to take your order. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally be down with the robots. I'm sick of going through the McDonald's drive through and hearing, Okay, get to <laughs> no, no, it's sort of like, and, and what else? And what else? And anything else? And it's like, well, yeah, if I could say it, shut the fuck up. And, and then, anything else? And we got they, QR codes. Like, let me place my order on my app and then just put it up to the window and then just give it to me. And then they still <laughs> fucked up the order. And you know what? Whether that person was getting paid 12, 8, 10, or 15. That caliber of person is probably still not going to be all that great because that's just what that job is. And until it's completely replaced by robots, there's always going to have to be an entry level for young people to get into the workforce, for people who maybe are just unskilled enough for whatever reason. Um, and I don't want to get into the systemic aspect of that, but if anything, um, and that's why I say, Vinny, this is like disorganized, but it's maybe going to be successful going from minimum wage or let's just say that that people are getting paid nine dollars an hour if what's happening now bumps that up not to 16 or 17 or 20 for jobs that don't deserve it but if it takes us from nine to 12 fine it worked and not you know while people did protest and strike you didn't need a union to an, an official union to do it and a lot of us had to suffer in some ways, but it ultimately did some good. It pulled up the lowest paid jobs that didn't need to be down in the dumps in the dumpster like that. Hmm. I suppose. Well, if there's, yeah, any, yeah. if there's any disagreement, I mean, because what's happening right now is a is an ununified strike by employers, by employees, by employees. Well, I think that a lot of I think that a lot of people have a leg to stand on. I guess you're right. Like you know, if you are somebody with your employer and you want to receive more money, and that employer maybe has the ability to do it, you can say, or I can leave and go, you know, elsewhere. I know for myself, like I would rather I'm in that place now where I will make uncomfortable sacrifices or show flexibility, although it's going to be a little bit. you know, obnoxious now so that I can maintain my employees instead of losing them three weeks, four weeks, five weeks down the line. And I don't have anyone at all. I don't know if your, your place is so much at the center of this as is let's take, um, where you li- what's uh, a little bit, but I'm going to, I'll, do another example. So where I live, Vinny, you know, spring meadows, right? Yeah. So Spring Meadows and Alex will use Route 20 on Rossford Perrysburg. Vinny, you know that too, right? Yeah. Let's say I'm a I'm 19 years old. I'm 18 years old. Let's say I'm uh, a not very skilled worker and I don't necessarily want to work at a factory. Uh, all I do is I walk up and down Airport and Route 20, going from restaurant and business to business, and saying, 
I just got offered $13 an hour at Kohl's. I'm going to go over to the McDonald's and go, can you beat that? And if they can't, I'll go to another place. And if I can go to Starbucks. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play all of them off one another. Whereas Alex, mm. for one of your employees, they wouldn't have as many options. But the more options you have, um, the better they usually get and the more leverage you have. And I think those are the people that we're talking about in this. Because in, the, in most cases, it's the restaurant and bar industry that's been hit the hardest. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and also I got to consider too. There's not as much demand for uh, consumption of those services right now. I know. I don't think as many people are going out. Maybe. I don't know how Toledo is, you know, but uh, I mean, here in Columbus, they're definitely taking a little bit of a hit. I think it's both. I th- well, like I stopped going to Panera because they the dining room wasn't open. So I think it's. An employee thing. I think there's supply chain issues. I think it's a li- like everything. It's a little bit of everything. It is a little bit of everything. I think Toledo is probably maintained, but our like our. I think in Columbus, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys have more of like a um, liberal crowd of folks, where ours are a lot more conservative. So they didn't give a fuck about mask mandates and like social distancing <laughs> in the first place. You know, like a George Floyd mural like went down and everybody celebrated, like partied in the street, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just a different kind of people. <laughs> I, I almost wanted to uh, read the comments on 1380. No, don't do it. Page. Don't do it. One, one last uh, uh, restaurant thing. So I've walked past Fridays maybe a thousand times. The only Fridays in the area. Um, I love Fridays. TGI Fridays? Yeah. Yeah. Over on, uh, isn't it Heather Downs? Uh, Airport. Airport, airport. Airport in Bernath. And Josh had gone there a couple weeks ago, and he got me hip to their Instagram. I did not get a cotton candy Cosmo. It wasn't that kind of night. But I did get a pound of fries filled with, like, everything from their kitchen. And you know what? It was pretty good. It's bigger in there than I expected. And it was a lot nicer than I expected. I Mm -hmm. will be back. I love Fridays. I always have. I haven't been there in a while. Okay. It's like Fridays and... So Fridays and Applebee's is like Target and Walmart. Yeah. You know? Which one is which? Fridays is Target. Fridays is definitely Target. Applebee's is definitely (laughs) Walmart. (laughs) Is Applebee's kind of trashy? What? Did you not know? I did. I I haven't been there in years, but... Back me up, Vinny. I don't know about trashy, but yeah, it's definitely uh, not quality food. Okay. I mean, I can microwave my own food. I don't need to pay them to do it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Good to know. Um, Vinny, what are some comics that aren't Marvel and DC that people should explore? You know, I was actually going to recommend one to you that I just finished the other day. Um, It's from Image Comics. It apparently just got optioned. They're going to try to turn it into an animated movie. It's called Stray Dogs. And yes, it's about dogs. Um, the plot goes: this house has a bunch of rescue dogs, and they, you know, they obviously talk, you know, obviously, so the viewer can understand what they're saying. But they suspect that their guy running this rescue might be a serial killer. So hmm. these dogs are trying to solve it, not like in the Scooby Doo sense, but you know, they're real dogs, but they're just communicating, and they're like trying to figure it out. Hmm. It's five issues. I just finished issue five. It just came out the other day. And yeah, it's 
got a little bit of horror, heart, you know, it, heartwarming. You know, I, I cried. I'm not gonna lie, I cried this last issue. It was really good. So. What was the one you had me reading about the black woman? I know that could be a million things. Uh, no, no, I know exactly what she's talking about. Um, that's and, called Abbott. It's, yes. It's uh, written by Saladin Ahmed, this uh, Muslim guy who lives in Detroit. Um, he got another good story about him too. Is um, yeah, it's about a reporter in 1970s Detroit who uh, just, just investigates the occult and supernatural. So. Uh, I mentioned he's funny because he also writes for Marvel, and uh, he came out. He wrote an issue of uh, of a Marvel comic that took place in Toledo, Ohio, and created a Toledo, Ohio superhero. <laughs> Recently, what's the name of of the character? Because I remember you telling me about it, and I wanted to follow it, but it got off my radar. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to think about this. Uh, I'm not sure if I have the book in this room right now, but... All right, no worries. I can look it up. Alex, did you watch Loki? I did. Thank fucking I did. God. Thank I God. watched it yesterday. I'm sorry. You'd be so ashamed of me. I literally got roped into fucking Twilight. <laughs> I didn't want to do anything but watch Twilight because I had a rough week, so I wanted to dump my brain. See? Now you know how I feel. Now you know how it feels. Just get away from this world. Um, exactly. Okay, so here we go. Loki spoilers. You've been warned. I have not been as excited for a Marvel thing since things were really getting to Infinity War and even though Endgame was sad, like all that stuff. When, when that elevator door opened and that dude who I had been expecting all the time was eating that apple, I was like, yes, we got Kang. And then obviously 15 minutes later, I'm like, we got a version of Kang, one of them. It was awesome. I was so happy. He did really well in that, like just in that little bit of time that he was like on the show, he just creeped me out and I appreciated it. You know, I was like, good for him. He was like an evil Willy Wonka. Now, Alex, did Eric send you his meme? No. Yes. Yes. Where it's Willy Wonka, like where he's like leaning on his hand. Yep. And then Jonathan Majors was doing the same thing. Yes. So you may, he either sent it to me or I saw it on Facebook and I didn't know what it meant until last night. Um, it, that's the first one that I thought of when he was going through all that. And it, and it was a great contrast to Thanos where he was not about jokes. Like he was very ruthless and pragmatic. And this it's pretty obvious that Kang will be the next big bad. And the fact that he's more playful, I like it a lot. And... I guess they modeled. I think there's some Wizard of Oz allusions to him. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Just with the mm-hmm. whole going down the road and seems behind the uh, curtain. Yep. Yeah. And I came across uh, a Vanity story, a Vanity Fair story the other day that I think some of the writers said we were aiming for. Uh, is it John Doe? Was that his name in Seven, Vinny? Yeah, yeah, that was his name. Alex, did you ever see uh, Seven? Did you get booted, Alex? Oh, I think she got booted because I sent her the pictures, yeah. <laughs> hey, sorry about that. What happened? You got booted. Oh, I thought it was, I got booted earlier too and it was totally my fault, so. You got booted because I sent you the pictures, but have you ever seen Seven? Mm. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. Oh, yes. So I guess the writers were modeling um, at least the motives that 
Kang wanted after John Doe, where he wanted Brad Pitt's character to kill him. Kang wanted Sylvie to kill him. So that was interesting. And yeah, all kinds of um, comparisons or inspirations played into Kang, but it was awesome and incredible. I couldn't have asked for anything more, even though there was no action, no CGI. It was perfect. So I, I loved it for that reason. <laughs> as somebody that doesn't like, I'm watching like as the stories unfold on television, I don't know any of the backstory. Loki, I have to watch it through again because it confused. Uh-oh, Alex. We lost her. She, uh, her phone got kicked over to uh, T-Mobile from Sprint and her service sucks. Like I can't even talk to her in her house anymore on the phone. Damn it, I'm at work. Yeah. I'm not even oh. in the house. Was that me or you? That was you. That was you. What, uh, Fuck this phone. We, we lost you. Al- uh, Vinny, what was the last thing, the thing she said? Uh, I, I can't. Uh, she uh, said she was watching thought, it. Alex. You're watching it. it just and- co- well, so this whole series kind of threw me off. I was confused by most of it. I don't follow it. I never followed along with the um, comics. So I didn't like how you kind of thought this could be Kang. I didn't even know who Kang was. So I'm watching this all for the first time. I'm going to have to watch it again just because it's still confusing to me. But can I make the assumption that like, because I know Kang is being introduced into the Spider-Verse, right? Uh, Ant-Man 3. Yeah, his debut was was supposed to be an Ant-Man, but all this multiverse stuff was going to happen with Doctor Strange, which was announced two summers ago. And then Uh when all the casting rumors with... Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were happening. They eventually let the cat out of the bag that Spider-Man would be some kind of multiverse as well. So then, um, is it going to be a variation of him? Like a variant of him? That's what threw me off. Like at the end he says, there will be tons of me's that are going to start wars wars yeah. all over the place. So can I assume that a version of him is going to be in Ant-Man starting a war like he said in Loki? Probably in Doctor Strange in some way. Okay. The culmination might be Ant-Man, but uh, Vinny, I'm not going to try to guess. I know you've you've like thrown around the idea of like Dark Avengers after Black Widow, but and that makes some sense. But as far as like larger multiverse stuff, and when you get X-Men and Fantastic Four, I, I will not even guess because they have literally every imaginable a- avenue open. You saw it with that cancerous timeline spreading and metastasizing in the episode mm-hmm. the other night. I think it's going to be a multiversal war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's the goal, right? I uh, I have no idea where they're going. Just assume Kevin Feige is smarter than all of us and is steps ahead of everyone else. Um, Alex, did I tell you my attention to detail comparison the other day? No. Um, if you're any kind of manager or leader, coach, whatever, and I would say most employees' problems are inattention to detail, especially in the world we reside in now. Sometimes it's motivation, but everybody can be better at attention to detail. And I hope if you're trying to coach that person or make them better, say, hey, do you follow the MCU? I hope they say yes because you say, that is the attention to detail I want you to have. (laughs) That's a good point. That is a very good point. I would say I need you to be proactive. You know, 
think think well, ahead. And that that that's with attention to detail. Like if you ask Kevin Feige right now, like if he sat down and I had could ask him one question, I could say, I want you to tell me, or how does Wolverine come into the MCU? And that could still be years away. And you know what? If he had to answer and give me the truth, he knows how it's going to happen because they have it all outlined already. Yeah, it's already been thought out. Very well. That's a good point. I'll have to do that the next time, you know, who doesn't do something I need. There you go. You know, or like if I take a day off and then I get a call that all hell broke loose. And it's like, well, didn't we plan this in advance? <laughs> Some, sometimes yeah. the only thing you can't plan, you can't plan for everything, but you can plan for there to be chaos. Oh, my gosh. Um, Vinny, what are you doing this weekend? What do you do? Nor- what, what do you normally do on a weekend in Columbus? Hey, it varies. Um, there's been a lot of stuff going on the last couple of weeks here. So live music's back going on. So I've gone to a couple concerts already. No one really big, though. So uh, Father's Day, my parents actually came down and I took them to this Elton John cover thing with a Columbus Symphony that was in the park. That was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I had never been to one of those before. I was really surprised. And uh, my parents were like, God, Toledo needs to do something like this. It was BYOB. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The things I, that was, excite me in life. <laughs> I, had no, I mean, I, I had no idea it was like this. I'm like, oh, people just bring coolers of beer and like, you just drink it. I'm like, I drink wonder, it in the park. So they're doing lots of, um, so there's the Botanical Gardens Jazz Series, and maybe it'll get off the ground. It keeps raining. But there's uh, TSA's doing jazz in the park at city parks every week. I wonder if you could... BYOB as long as people didn't know that it was in there. Probably, but don't you can't you essentially do that everywhere? Yes. <laughs> Beaches, yeah. the river. And and to be honest, like we don't need to BYOB. Vinny, you know this. You don't need to BYOB here because every place already sells. That's true. Yeah. Um Vinny any last thing? We got to wrap up here uh, shortly. Um, thank you for uh, guiding me in my Switch purchase. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't play the, I couldn't game how I am now without you telling me that I should get that bigger control, that more standard controller. So thank you. And I would say, with all the playing I've done of Ultimate Alliance Three already, I've more than got my four hundred dollars worth that I've spent on the game and the Switch. Uh, yeah, you're gonna play a lot more games on there. Like me, I Chris got one because of me too, and like we're always playing games on there. So you, you got to get Mario Kart so you can play with us. You don't have a PS5, right? I do not know. Okay, Alex, weekend plans? Um, I don't know. Uh, T-ball game got canceled tonight. I don't have a whole lot to do tomorrow, and then Sunday is the um, Backpacks for Humans. It's their music fest, so I have to work essentially. I have to do like a resource table. First I'm, one of the year. First one since COVID. I'm uh, very curious to see how Thunderfest goes because... Will you come? When I saw Nate posting, like, what should we call it? I thought this was a thing that it was going to happen in, like, 2022. <laughs> not, not in three weeks. And yeah. I yeah. just hope all the logistics... Uh, speaking of attention to detail, I wish you good luck. And I have some lunch plans with a friend, but... Maybe I'll pop by just to make sure that it's not a shit show. Yeah, I think I'll be there from like 11 to 3. And yesterday I was with Jade and I was just like, hey, I figured I should ask this as I'm getting all the table materials. 
you guys I hate to say you guys because she's she I think she's trying to take a step back so she's not as involved and I said you did rent tables right like normally when you have a resource event and you're inviting like organizations to be there you provide us with the table and I don't have a table so mm. you are providing tables right and she went and like called her dad so uh, I'm hoping that they would do that I don't I'm, laugh no I'm not laughing which I would totally because I would literally ask the question do you have power? <laughs> it's just, so I don't know. Like, I, I mean, it sounds like it'll be kind of nice. I know that their, their events have been like pretty well attended, you know, so that he's been successful for somebody that literally started out knowing absolutely nothing. But so this is different. Like the backpack events are one thing. They are incredible. This mm-hmm. is live entertainment. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who they've got, like kind of working with them. I know, there's a gentleman from Market on the Green, from Uptown or Market on the Green or something that is working with him and helping out a lot. So Good. hopefully, you know, everything should go well. I will be there. I'll be there from like 11 to 3. I was thinking of bringing Sunny, but I don't know. Like, it depends on how close I am to the music, I guess. Got it. Okay. Um, Eric, what are you doing then? Tonight, yeah. I want to do some Ultimate Alliancing. Um, tomorrow, Jody's having a radio reunion party. Aww. Um. Alex, I asked Amanda if she wanted to go. She hasn't given me an answer. If not, do you want to go with me? Possibly. What time? Probably between 5 and 6 o'clock. Yeah, maybe. Um, I feel like I agreed to do something with someone tomorrow, and I cannot remember what it is to save my life. So I, somebody I'm going to disappoint this weekend. I just don't know who. Okay. <laughs> I've just yeah. seen Jody since her wedding. <laughs> don't think of it. Um, yeah, um, she's... Can- can you back up though? Because you've brought up Amanda more than once. Is there something I need to know? Working on things. Uh, Eric! Oh, uh, come on, man. No, 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 no. I'm not upset at all. I'm upset I don't know. Oh, I thought I might have mentioned that. Jesus I... Christ, you did not. This is this is like we need to discuss this. We you uh, call me. Yeah, we went to, to dinner last night at Friday's. We what were gonna the do fuck? We, look, I and I I'll text you and I I did when she asked me to not make anything public. Yes, um, yeah. But for other reasons, but working on things. Um, we were supposed to go to the, because we, we wanted to go to the Jazz in the Garden, but it keeps getting rained out. So I wanted to dive into the Fridays thing, so we did that last night. Um, yeah. Um, but that's, that's my weekend. happy we, to hear it. That's my weekend. So Nice. Vinny, thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me again. Uh, J- Justin's going to be really mad when he hears about this, by the way. Speaking of things that, uh, you didn't, did you know he got a new job? Uh, not at the University of Michigan? Correct. <laughs> that motherfucker. See? <laughs> I talk to him every day. He is, yeah, it's the same. So he tweeted about, like, he's got to start driving back to work. And he, Alex, do you know, you know Justin, right? Justin who? Camuso. Oh, yeah, and his, yeah, yeah, they were at your party, yeah. Um, He, and I was like, enjoy your ride to Ann Arbor. He was doing social media for the University of Michigan, and, like, right when he got the job, the world shut down. And that's, that's a haul, like, that's a ride. And then he texted me. He's like, it's actually not. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I work at BGSU now. What? Which is also a ride, but, yeah, he's doing some media for, for them. Good for him. And that's his alma mater, so that's, uh, that's really good. Good for him. I haven't seen him since your party. Yeah. I did not know that. He's not tweeted anything that I saw. I so, know. And he tweets I know. everything. 
Uh, not everything. <laughs> Almost everything. I mean, it, it's like it's like professional. It's like athletes and celebrities. We think we see everything, but we only see what they allow us to see, or in Paul Pierce's case, allow us to see. So. <laughs> Fair enough. So, all right, Vinny, thanks, and uh, I'll talk to everybody later on. Cool. Nice to, to meet you, Vinny. Talk yes, to you. Yes, I've I hear heard your, voice your name every a million week, and so. one times. I, yeah, I hear your voice every week, so it's nice to finally uh, meet you. So I hope I don't disappoint. All right, shut this love fest down. Okay, bye. Bye. See you.